Hello, and welcome to the NLP Highlights Podcast, where we talk about interesting recent work in natural language processing. This is Matt Gardner and Walid Ammar. We are research scientists at the Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence. All right, today's paper is Discourse-Based Objectives for Fast, Unsupervised Sentence Representation Learning by Yasin Jernit, Sam Bowman, and David Sontag uh, at New York University and MIT. This paper fits into a line of work that we've talked about in a few papers recently. Uh, they're trying to learn, uns learn sentence representations, get sentence vectors to use in some downstream tasks. So this is representation learning, um, trying to do essentially feature extraction over sentences so that you can use these features somehow in some way that you might care about. And their primary motivation here is uh, looking at the, this trade-off between models that, that generate something in their context and models that discriminate between two things in their context. So the skip thought vectors paper, which was, I guess, one of the first, if not the first paper that looked at um, trying to build sentence vectors in some unsupervised way, that paper said, let me take my sentence and use it to generate the previous sentence and the next sentence using some kind of encoder. And this paper says, actually generating previous sentences and next sentences is really hard. You have to do this soft max of vocabulary, and you have to do lots of time, lots of words individually. Like this is a, a, a prediction problem that actually is computationally very expensive. So can we get the same uh, level of performance with a much simpler kind of model? Instead of taking a sentence and predicting the previous sentence, take the sentence and the previous sentence and predict some classification decision on top of those two sentences. And so the interesting thing here is what classification sentence, what classification tasks should I do? The simplest one you could say is um, what's the order? Have I flipped these two sentences or not? So I could present, so my I could give my model uh, an ordered pair of sentences and have my label be worthy, is this the true order or have these been swapped? And then I can automatically create a whole bunch of training data by either, by, by taking sentence pairs in a very large corpus and either feeding them in in the correct order with a positive label or swapping them and feeding them in with a negative label. And I can train the network this way and hopefully get good sentence representations. They also look at two other different classification kinds of tasks uh, that are inspired by discourse, discourse coherence phenomena. And one of them is uh, given a list of possible next sentences. So you're, you're given three sentences in, in order, and then you want to predict the next one. So actually, this is pretty similar to the Rock Stories uh, task, which is a question, like a discourse continuation kind of data set. That's a bit of a tangent. Um, it's an interesting data set. But uh, in, in this work, they say, let's, given this, um, Given these three sentences so far and a list of candidate next sentences, let's try to predict which one is the actual next sentence. And hopefully, by forcing the model to capture some notion of discourse coherence, you'll get better representations of sentences. And then the last classification task they look at is uh, deciding how the two sentences are related to each other. So, so back to, I'm just given two sentences in order, and I want to know what discourse relation exists between them, if any. So there might be, they have these uh, different labels like return or strengthen or contrast. 
So one example of the strength in one is it didn't hurt at all. It's exhilarating. Um, where the first sentence is making a point about the level of pain experienced in something, and then uh, the next one just strengthens that point, saying it, it didn't hurt. It was actually, in fact, exhilarating. So training the model to predict these kinds of discourse relationships uh, will enforce the model to will will make the model learn some some notion of sentence meaning that hopefully will be useful for some downstream task. This is, I think, a very uh, intuitive and nice uh, framework for learning sentence representations because it doesn't restrict us to a certain way, uh, a certain notion of semantics. It enables the user or the person who's training the model to determine what kind of semantic uh, they care about. So if I am mostly interested in, so if, for example, one of my colleagues here is working on uh, identifying, uh, given a PDF, which is a paper, uh, represents a, a publication, you'd like to find out which phrases correspond to the title, which phrases correspond to the author names. Um, and in these cases, the kind of semantic, the, the kind of sentence compression uh, you want to use is very different than if you want to use these uh, sentence features for a textual entailment, for example. And this, depending on which task you want, you intend to use, to use the features for, you're going to come up with different classifiers. Yeah, and so I guess your point is that uh, I could take the same idea of treating this like sentence, binary sentence classification task, uh, and come up with some new classification task that I can get automatic data for in some nice way, uh, but is more tailored to my particular needs for what I want to use the, the representations for in the end. Is that? Is yeah, that exactly. Because I mean, the whole idea of doing unsupervised learning um, is to use the features for another task. Uh, the features by themselves are useless. Um, and yeah, often, the case, often it's the case that features that are good for one task are not good for others. Right. And uh, I guess that brings us to the evaluation that this paper did. So they were largely comparing with previous approaches. Uh, so the skip plot vectors and other similar um, unsupervised sentence representation learning uh, models. And their main claim is that they're way faster with comparable performance, which makes sense. They're, they're not predicting other sentences at training time. They're just predicting a discriminative label. And so it's a whole lot faster to train these things, and that's their point. And their table shows that on at least some of the metrics, the, so they did the same evaluations that we saw um, in the last paper that we looked at on sentence representation learning. So th this is paraphrase detection, subjectivity evaluation, and question classification. On, I guess, on the paraphrase detection and on the question classification, sorry, and on subjectivity evaluation, they get within uh, like half a percent. They get very pretty comparable performance. Uh, they do a bit worse on the question classification, but still reasonable, not too bad. Uh, and their runtime, they say, is eight hours, whereas the skip thought vectors uh, implementation would take over 300 hours to get a similar result. So they're an order of magnitude or two faster with comparable performance, which is pretty nice. I guess I still have my same questions about, do we really want to represent sentences as single vectors? But that's a longer discussion for another day, I guess. Yeah, I mean, when you want to use it, you can use it and you can augment this with also token level representations. Yeah, I guess uh, 
they're using a by GRU here, you could have, instead of pulled out, pulling out a single sentence vector, you could pull out the, the word level representations that the model learns and use those somehow. Yeah, you could have done that too. Okay. And I think that's all that we had for this paper. It was a short paper, so a short episode. Thank you, Matt, for presenting this paper. Next time, we'll talk about attention and augmented recurrent neural networks by Chris Ola and Shen Carter.